Today is Thursday. There's nothing, nothing special about it. It is a special day. It really is special. It's special. How is it special? It's almost the weekend. As they say, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Tomorrow's Friday. And um, I'm excited. Yes, well, until then. Get back to work. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready? I was born ready. It's showtime. <laughs> fellas, 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 I'm ready to get up and do my thing. One, one two, three, four. Good morning, welcome 557 on Star 102.1 Thursday morning, a.k.a. the last day before your five-day weekend. Anybody taking the five-day? A lot of people are. I think taking tomorrow off, working in that Saturday and Sunday, then you get the Tuesday holiday, so you really only have to take two days to get five consecutive off. Yeah, so a lot of people are doing that. When we Quick beach trip for some. Yeah, I think we... uh, a couple of months ago, a few months back, we gave uh, somebody had written up like when the best days to take your days off of the year yeah. were to like extend weekends, and I think this is like the top of the get a Friday, take that, take your Monday, you get the two days of the weekend, you get the July Fourth, you know, Independence Day holiday off, and then <laughs> this was a good time to take the next week. Yeah. We're under some mistaken impression here at the radio station that we can bank those days off, and then at the end of the year, they won't subtract our pay when we try to take these days off. Have we ever checked on that, by the way? <laughs> Have we ever really looked into whether or not we're getting those days, quote, banked, the other holidays? that we're Now, we'll be off on the July 4th holiday. Yeah, but there that's have been when a, we take. But there have been other holidays that we have not taken off that are company holidays. That, mm-hmm. You know, we say, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're banking those. Have we ever checked our paychecks at the end of the year when we think we're taking that little extra bonus time off? And Well, you know, we had those days banked. Have we ever, ever, have we ever looked? Well, we worked those days in other times. Like when? Well, uh, vacations. I'm asking, have you ever checked your paycheck? Your around? wife and I take care of that. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do they? We do, add those days back in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does the company add those days back in? They then? do. Or Are they sure? have up to this point. Okay. We, right. we just All work right. them in. It's called a wing and a prayer here at the Mark <laughs> Show. As we, uh, we'll get into your Did You See's next. One that yesterday's story. About the Titan submersible, this got me all flipped out, and I'll tell you why. Coming up on this Mark and Kim show, 865-656-7827. Reach out anytime by call or text. You're going to be doing that jumping. You're going to be doing a little hydrating while you're at it. Of course, that uh, that has a new man, Tyler Gann, reaching for his Logan Paul-inspired prime drink. He's, he's oh, just yeah. one more time, just kind of falling, <laughs> whether it's logos on his clothing or logos on his drinks. You're Mr. Logo, and now it's... It's who? Logan? Jake? Steve? Logan Rick, Paul. Gary? Gary Paul? <laughs> Logan Paul. Tim? And Is he the unknown Paul? I don't know. <laughs> like, one of the, like the little Jonas brother? I, I don't know. It's Les just like Paul? I don't know. Les Paul. He gives guitars <laughs> and energy drinks. But, uh, so that's yeah. what he's doing now. Boy, yeah. I tell you, he's just you just love this stuff, don't you? Mm. If it's got a name on it, you want it. Oh, I got it. Amazing. All right, hot today. So, yeah, drink your prime. 91 for the hot today. Heat Industries. Heat indices near 100 degrees today because the humidity is here and it's not going anywhere. Th- uh, thunder, lightning, storms are possible. We'll get into some morning digicies for you next here on the Mark and Kim Show on Star 102.1. Nine minutes after six o'clock on this Thursday morning, June 29, 2023. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the Mark and Kim Show. New man, Tyler Gann. Uh, so the Coast Guard, did you see that the Coast Guard was pulling up pieces of the Titan submersible, the uh, implosion, of course, that killed all the billionaires that everybody can't stop talking about? Um, I have to say, wasn't imploded enough for me. 
Yeah, there were some pretty large pieces coming yeah. out. Yeah, which makes yeah. me think that, and I, and I say this, and I mean this, is that really, truly, honestly, nobody knows what they're talking about mm. ever. They just don't. Because the news was, and all the people talking about, oh, I'm an underwater researcher. I'm somebody that does submarine. I'm all these. I'm all this. I'm all that. And now we can assure you that the implosion at that depth was so great, so impactful, so immediate, so sudden, that everything was blown to smithereens. Fish food was used. Mm. Fish food as in like the people were just... Yeah. Like if in fact... And it happened so quickly that they didn't even hear it, didn't even see it. And if they did hear it, they didn't have time to process it. If they saw it, there's no way they could... They don't... Just understand. People don't know what they're talking about because they brought up a lot of big pieces yesterday. Yeah. They even had that... When they brought up the one piece that said, and here's the window that they could look at, and I was like... That didn't How did that survive? You know, these, you know, it's like, what do we, what you, you don't know anything, so shut up. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you don't know anything. Even if you're somebody that's, oh, I'm a submersible, blah, 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 shut up. Because, it, and, 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 human remains have been brought up. I know. When so, they said that, I was like, wait a ooh. minute, I was, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Because I, my, my head, because I was kind of hearing it in the background, and I looked over and they were bringing up that white wrapped whatever, you know, that looked like one of the caps of the thing. And then that's when I heard the window that you could look out and actually see what they yeah. were there to see. Yeah. And I thought, those are big pieces. Yeah, they're too and big for, they quote, the talk- implosion yeah. to the point where it literally just becomes, quote, a, uh, uh, like a... Uh, what am I trying to say? A, blend, a blender. Mm-hmm. Like where everything got blended up and blended out and then nobody knew it what just happened. dissipated I, into the I don't water. Think, I don't think it, is, it, it was as quick as they make it sound like. I don't think it was as um, painless. Because mm-hmm. then they started talking about the remains and I kept listening to see if they were, and I know this sounds gross and morbid, but I kept listening to see if they went into more detail about the remains that they were finding, but they didn't what I was well, listening yet. to. Yeah, because they just yeah. pulled them up. So I'm sure... There will be news, or not. I mean, I, I, it's not that it's not that I want to know, but I did want to know because I thought if, they, well, were, just, if just, they dissipated out into the ocean and fish food, as they said, which I thought was harsh to say in the first mm-hmm. place. Well, I mean, if the, what but, they're saying, I think by saying that, which I can understand why you think it sounds harsh, but at the same time, it lets it kind of gives you comfort to think, okay, they didn't feel it. It was so yes. so huge. Imp- they make it sound like it was an atomic blast, exactly, and that nothing, everything vaporized. But then, and when that's, these big and that's not the case. Come up, it's not the case. Yeah, it's not I'm the case. Like, so I think just on what I saw yesterday, and of course I'm no submersible expert, but I'm sitting there thinking, okay, some crack in the hull happen and they must have died in a really tragic and knew exactly what was happening kind of way which just it's it's you know i mean you you take your life you take your life into your own hands and i think that week that they were down there waiting to come back up eventually which they never did we all thought oh god they're sitting there in a huddled mass and they're cuddling and huddling and they've got no water and they got no food the freezing cold freezing Mm -hmm. cold and you know running out of air we thought it was like oh this is like a tragic tragic way to die because all ways to die are generally tragic but at the same time if they didn't suffer you're like okay whew, you know they didn't suffer you don't want any, even the billionaires kim you don't want them to suffer no i so, don't want them to suffer at all and, right. and don't make it sound like i think because they're billionaires they deserve well, everybody it. No, else not does. at all well i don't it's the last class of people that you can make fun of still. well i'm not one of those people wow. but now i'm thinking it may have been more like we were thinking yeah. than an it ugly could have. an ugly yeah. sad yeah. miserable painful death as opposed to just mm. and they're gone so all right, there you go. Let's move it up forward from this point. <laughs> Let's just we'll, we'll 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 put a smile back on our face next. Hang on, Knoxville's number one hit music station.
is Starwood a 2.1 with the Mark and Kim show, powered by the Uton Law Firm. There was a strange robbery right here in town mm-hmm. that I have some questions about. Okay. You may have some answers, or you may not. Why? Because I know about robberies? Well, this is a strange one. We'll be back. Starwood a 2.1. Starwood at 2.1, giving away Muse Knoxville tickets about an hour from right now. Her versus him, Mark versus Kim. 7.30 time frame, that might be shifting. Uh, we're going to chop it up a little bit and see if we want to shift it to about an hour later for the rest of the summer into the uh, early school year. We like uh, we're gonna try to keep it fresh and let some uh, new people get a chance to play that based on the fact that, you know, those who may be listening at 7.20, 7.30, may not be listening at 8.20 or 8.30. So we'll, uh, we're considering that, and we'll let you know when that happens. But uh, 7.20 this morning, Muse Knoxville, Children's, Knoxville's Children's Museum. It's a great time. Four tickets. So a man and a woman stole a boa constrictor from a Knoxville pet store. Oh. Yeah, on camera, too. And by the way, they're their faces. I hope everybody can uh, look at them and say, oh, I, they're so recognizable. Yeah. I mean, and just turn them in because... What I mean, what, bra- the brazenness of not thinking yeah. or not caring, I should say, that everything you do is on camera now, especially in places that sell probably <laughs> high-dollar exotic animals yeah. or, anywhere, right. or any kind of product. That's, even convenience stores have yeah. really sophisticated surveillance systems. But if you're going to steal an exotic animal, like a boa constrictor... Mm-hmm. Don't you plan ahead and take a bag or something? You don't try to shove a boa constrictor in your pocket. <laughs> this guy... Was it in his pocket? He's... Stro- he sh- he you sure was that in his pocket? They then? said he Or was he the- just happy to see you? That was... Yes. <laughs> and a boa constrictor, everyone I've ever seen... Now, to be clear, I've not seen tons of them. Mm-hmm. But when they're in the news, or when I've seen them at a pet store, or when I've seen them at the zoo, like Zoo Knoxville, when you see a boa constrictor... They're large. Not when they're babies. Not when they're Was young. this a baby? They, they didn't say it was a baby, well, so I didn't know if it was a baby. Most pet stores sell young animals. And so, a per, you know, you'll, yeah, you can purchase a like a, a two-foot-long boa that might turn into a six-foot-long or an eight-foot-long boa. But two-foot boa is still two-foot boa, and it still is a constrictor. Constrictor being oh, the operative word. That's a nice two-foot boa you got there, sir. <laughs> In your pocket. Mm-hmm. Are you sure it's his pocket or was it down the front of his pants? It says right here. Doesn't matter. It doesn't that matter. It put it, he put it in his pocket. Okay. It was stolen from the Pet Supplies Plus in Mountain Grove Drive. I think that's in South Knoxville. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope these people get Because I looked that up and I tried to, retail I value? zoomed in to try to see. Look up retail value of young boa constrictor to exotic pet store. Uh-huh. It says the security footage showed that the man, the woman, I guess, was trying to divert or something. I don't know. It looked like she was trying to run, but he was still back there. And it said it showed him shoving the snake down into his pocket. From the enclosure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how he got in the enclosure because I was thinking oh, they probably say, well, locked say, these well, things. You say enclosure. You, you basically glass. tank. Yeah, the tank. So they reached in the top of it. But usually no. they have the tanks you know, stacked and I guess no, there's you, a little you're not, Have you been to that store? Not to that particular well, so the, store. So I've been to Plant don't, Supply yeah, Plus. Don't, don't get bogged down in the fact that it may, how, how the accessibility to something is. He just literally reached in the tank and stole it. But why would you camera. stick it in your pocket? Do you not take a bag so that you could, well, it must have like been a cloth bag or it, a pillowcase or something? Well, let me ask you a question. If you were to have, if you worked at a retail establishment, the one job you had in your life? I've had and, many and, jobs and, in and, my and, life. And, and, not as many as Tyler, but. <laughs> Who has? Um, <laughs> if, if somebody walks in with a pillowcase into a, into a pet store, do you not maybe 
I don't know, raise a little bit of an attention thing to yourself? I would assume that when you walk in with nothing, carrying like no backpack or no satchel or, or no pillowcase, that you're going to steal something in the only venue you have to steal it, and that's down your pocket. So it's don't don't. Or be, you've don't. got a woman with you. She has a bag. Why didn't she shove it in her bag? That makes more sense than him putting a snake in his pocket. <laughs> a two, even if it's a two foot snake. I don't know why you. you I, and boa constrictors are usually pretty broad too. No, dear. What did I just tell you? That young ones are little baby ones. They're a foot. They're two feet. They do grow like anything else. But aren't they pretty? No, broad not still? You're, you're holding your hand out. Yeah, like you're, they're pretty. No, honey, that's you're, like you're doing. That's like a, a fire log. No, dear. But they're like muscle, though. They put up a little bit of a fight. Yeah, not as even a, a baby not one. A, what, have you had one in your pocket? No, well, no but I could assume it wouldn't like. Don't just, assume oh, anything. Have you had one in yours? Every you day. You know a lot of every day. For one two point one, Karma from Taylor Swift. On the Mark and Kim Show, I'd like everybody to know that it has been probably a full 10 to 12 minutes of real time uh, since we talked about the theft of a boa constrictor at a local pet store. And I want you to know that while the songs and the commercials have been playing, I have been hearing nothing, nothing, <laughs> but talk about snakes and pants and dreams of snakes. You two, are, <laughs> what rabbit hole have you gone down? I guess we'll discuss it next. Just wait till you hear the dream that Tyler has and oh, had, no, had no idea what it means. I've studied on this. I've read a lot about well, it. Of course you have. <laughs> now, what does that mean? Well, it's, just, it's interesting. It's interesting. So why, if it's interesting, then why would I not want to know about it? We could talk about this. No, we're going to talk about yeah. it because uh, why, why break the chain of 13 minutes of conversation? <laughs> Sitting over here looking at other stuff. Did you know? Did you know that snakes? Did you know? Oh, I had the stream the other night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good lyric. All that talk, it's killing me. It's one Republican runaway. Oh, interesting enough on Star Wars 2.1. When you go down a rabbit hole, I, I, I'll do the rabbit hole thing, and I'll do it at home. Yeah. Or even do it here. And, and I'll just, you know, I absorb, and I, you know, I'll maybe notate a few things. But I, sit, I don't sit here. And just, I mean, swarm you with small facts about everything you're finding at that moment in time. I like to share. You know, I told you, I had, my brother and I had a snake. We had a snake for a whole long period of time. Well, only our, after I got through, half through my, halfway through my rabbit hole. Which you couldn't, uh, you couldn't, you can't, you can't seem to imagine. So there's been a theft of a, of a boa constrictor. You can't seem to grasp the concept of puppies, that things start out small and they grow bigger. How do you fit an anaconda in your pocket? It's or not an anaconda. Boa it's a boa constrictor. Okay, boa constrictor in your pocket. I mean, they, can, they, can, they start small. You ever seen a, the, a hatchling of a snake? They're very small. I have, but I wasn't okay. thinking and about then, that. I thought oh, boa you, constrictor. Did you, know, did you know they can eat dogs and cats? I'm like, I've, I've watched a big snake, not in real life, but I've seen a big snake online eat an entire elk i mean or a deer or something they can they, these things I'm, I'm holding my arm in a big the biggest circle i can like a big barrel or something okay that's they can get this big they can and go that's what they, i was thinking they can go 25 feet well, in when, length or longer when sometimes. i heard boa constrictor that's what i thought and okay I thought, How's well, this guy getting it in his but pocket? then once told that they they start out as puppies like anything else does kittens puppies but babies. nowhere in the story did it say it was a baby boa constrictor not, so do you not have the ability to make an assumption yes and once you make you, assumptions about me all the time I, well once you said it was probably a baby no no because you went on but then I started to, well because and in for my the last head, seventeen minutes now because in my head that guy was shoving a full size boa in his pocket. 
<laughs> and so then, I understand that. So then I started looking it up, and it's like I didn't know that a boa constrictor was known as a starter snake. If you want to right. start with reptiles and sure, snakes, possibly perfect. as pets, you'll have to feed it every ten days to two weeks. I didn't just, know just, that. I had no idea. I thought you had to feed them every day, like fish or anything else. And then I didn't know that you had to mist them if you're not in a humid place. It oh says mist your... See, this is what I've been sitting through. <laughs> this is what I've been... And I told you, I said my brother and I had a snake when we were kids. And, and so that's we're... when I ran across the only handle your boa constrictor, you know, once or twice a week, no more than once a day. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool, <laughs> you know. And then that's that's what inspired um, old new man Tyler Gann over here go, well, you know, I have a... Uh, I've been having this dream where this large snake enters my bedroom, and I'm like, "Do you not understand that's a that's a virility dream?" I, I, that never crossed. You my don't mind. understand what I say when I say virility. I, I don't. No, I was actually going to well, look that your, up when I got. Well, done then with why this. don't? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you couldn't break away from the snake trap. <laughs> he was interested him. in virility. It's, it's 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 the concern, and like I said, I read into dream interpretation a lot, and it's about your, let's just say, lack of confidence in a certain area of the house. Okay, and that you're afraid that another snake might come in and take over your role. Oh yeah, that's virility. You know, like look, look and up. Since the snake is coming in the bedroom, Kim, <laughs> why don't you say entering? Oh, well, hmm. sorry. So, so virility, manliness, just to put it simply, yeah, gen yeah. generally speaking. So but, the snake's going to come take over the dishwashing. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, like? If you do the dishwashing in the house, and a little sprayer on the side of the sink, there, I'm just so you're so you have, and you've talked about your confidence issues. Yeah, yeah, and and, and so not that, in that, that area necessarily. No, it's not reoccurring. It's something that may here and there. Like I'll just think of a snake just. Well, what, do you, think, what do you think here and there means? It's recurring. It, yeah, well, not yeah, but night, not, not, it's not like once a week or. Well, like Kim said, handle your snake only once or twice a week, oh, not yeah, every yeah, other yeah. day. Um, nonetheless, yes, <laughs> you're, you're having dreams about. As as if you if you have a gun in a dream, that's about your, you know. It's everything really? about. A lot of times it is, especially <laughs> especially for men. Got to learn how to make the noises, Kim. I, uh, um, yes, a lot of male dreams have to do with sexuality. They absolutely do, and the fears that we have, and and the fears that you know, you continue to talk about these snakes and stuff like that. He'll probably dream tonight of snakes, and he even equated it to Harry Potter. You know, yeah, that's like this snake in Harry Potter. It's like he's just going on and on. It's like the two of you. It's like I'm stereo over here. We got, it was interesting. We got Did you find talk. it interesting? Got, huh? No, you no, darling, I didn't. Well, did you find it interesting, Tyler? I did. I did too. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody. Well, this is why mommy and son here are just you know once again. <laughs> you know, once again, we find things interesting. Way. Well, good for y'allins. I learned a lot. Good for you. And now I know that it was a baby, or probably, you don't know that it was a baby boa constrictor okay. that he shoved in his body. Why don't you look up this full-size boa constrictor and tell me- I did. Okay, then tell me the area of a pocket versus the area and mass of a snake and tell me how that could fit into the pocket of a pair of jeans. He may have had cargo shorts on. Oh my God. <laughs> Calm down. Star with a 2.1. Rima, Selena, Mark and Kim show, powered by the Uton Law Firm. A friend of mine on the radio in South Florida named Mo on the Mo and Sally show was talking to somebody the other day, and they were able to drop it like it was hot that they have kawanapanapanapanaphobia. <laughs> That's just best. They have what? You heard me. Kawanapanapanapanaphobia? <laughs> yes, it starts with a K and ends with a phobia. Okay. And it's not the fear of koala bears. It's the fear of buttons. 
There's buttons. a fear of buttons. And because right. very specific people make our comments to the Facebook page, we'll, we'll read the names of some of the fears that people have left for us. Coming up next on Starwater 2.1. Never a more appropriate song title for an artist in the history of recorded music. It's attention from Doja Cat, who seems to need a lot of it on the Mark and Kim show, or any other show for that matter, on Starwater 2.1. Speaking of other shows, a friend of mine named Mo and his partner Sally of the Mo and Sally show on an oldie station down in Florida. We're talking about whether or not a shirt and shirt a shirt buttoned one or two buttons open was considered sexy by women. And they got an emergency phone call. Like, please, please, stop saying the word buttons over and over again because I've got... Kawumpoanophobia. Sounds Hawaiian to me. Kawumpoanophobia yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not even sure you spoke Hawaiian there. I don't know. Should we do Janice Lokalani no, Kehiana? The longest name I did that once and did well. Mm. Once. Okay. So button phobia. <laughs> and because people are literal, some, and it's so funny, the most one of the most constant contributors of the morning show here woman named Jen. Oh, Jen Eads, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really took it literally when I said, Kawana Opodemophobia is the fear of buttons. Yes, buttons. What's your fear? Look up, look up and see if it's an actual phobia and drop the name of your phobia in our comments, which 99.9% of the people did, like claustrophobia or agoraphobia. Okay. And people define, like that Christy defined exactly what that was, but no, not Jen. She just literally dropped the names of her phobias. It's <laughs> what we asked and for. Poor Tyler, new man Tyler Gann. I've had to have him go through this list of phobias and write out what the phobia is. Like, what is a telephobia? Fear of imperfection. Imperfection. Yeah. All right. Telephobia? A telephobia. A telephobia. My phobia is you not hearing anything coming out of my mouth. Well, no, I. I <laughs> what's, the fear, what's the fear of not being listened to? Look that one. No, I just thought you said, uh. Telephobia, like what is a, a tel- telephobia, not a telephobia, like it was one word. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gelato, gelotophobia, she writes as well, which I think is the fear of Italian ice cream. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I was like. thinking initially. Gelotophobia? It's the fear of being laughed at. As we like are, when you think somebody's at, laughing at you? As we are now. <laughs> because you didn't put the reasons or the, or the definitions of these phobias. You literally, literally took me literally. You didn't ask for the definition. Well, I mean, but... <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean should, should, can't we look in a world where everybody assumes all the time? You can't tell me you're going to assume. Well, you need to know what what peniophobia is, which sounds like the dream you're having about the snakes entering, <laughs> really? snakes entering your bedroom. Tyler has that peniophobia, which is the fear of being poor or broke. All like right, penniless. Well, welcome to our world. Oh, penny. Oh, I, I don't know. You. Is it? I mean, mm-hmm. is that? Uh, let's see here. Did you have to look up Brandy's three? I did, yes. Brandy has globophobia. That's the fear of balloons. Oh, okay. Not the fear of like the World Atlas or maybe the globe that used to sit in our classrooms when we were growing up. Uh, how about tingchachekophobia? Tingchachekophobia. That's actually the fear of parking garages. <laughs> Where do these names come from? Well, that one sounds like it comes from Czechoslo- Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Or the former Czechoslovakia. Now the Chechia, I think. Uh, thanatophobia. Thanatophobia. That's the fear of death or the dying process. I think we all fear the dying process because we oh, don't really yeah. know what it is. Can't fear death because what, what is there to know about it? Um, I guess more people actually did just include, oh, yeah, <laughs> not just Jen. I should Jen's fear that I've characterized her incorrectly. 
How about this one? Katie writes, musophobia? Did you look up musophobia? Yes, uh, the fear of mice or rats. Ooh. Acrophobia? Is that the fear of water? That's the uh, fear of heights. Heights. What's the opposite of that? The fear of depth. Do you know what that is? Because that's what you have. Um, it's actually the next one Katie put on there. Uh, oh. The uh, thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. That's the fear of deep water. That's me. That's you. I have a fear of deep water. Claustrophobia. We all know what that is. Asthenophobia. Writes, uh, writes that's Katie. The, that's the uh, fear of fainting or weakness. Okay. All right. You shall not be named. Should probably have that. Um, <laughs> Katie writes ortho. Orthopterophobia, which is the fear of crickets. Camelback or cave crickets, to be exact, Katie. Yes. Wow. Uh, and one more thing. We'll, we'll finish this up around 745 because we've got her versus him coming up next. Uh, Kate, uh, blah, blah, blah. Nancy writes, Katsaradophobia. Katsaradophobia. Did you look that one up? Uh, I, I did not find that one, no. You didn't find it? No. Huh? Well, then go to Shelly. Ophido... Ophid- Ophidiophobia. Ophidiophobia. Did you look that one up? Uh, yes, I'm sure it's right here somewhere. Uh, it's, a stream over, uh, it's actually the fear of snakes. The fear of snakes, actually. O-P-H-I-D-I-O. Ophidiophobia. Yeah, an extreme overwhelming fear of snakes. I thought there was a fear of Philadelphia. I don't it sounds like it. We'll be back. Hang on. Her versus him is next. It's going to be Tiffany versus Luke. Her versus him. Mark versus Kim is the feud right after the weekend and popular on Star 102.1. Well, look at us, everybody. We had Tiffany and Luke. Now we have Tiffany and Jennifer. Like I said, if it ain't going to be her versus him, it's going to be her versus her. Hi, Luke. Uh, hi, Luke. <laughs> goodbye, Luke. You hung up on the phone and you wouldn't answer it back. No worries. Tiffany, good morning. Hello, dear. Good morning. Hello, Jennifer. Good morning. Here's what uh, Tiffany and Jennifer are playing for today. A four-pack of tickets to Muse Knoxville. Join them in June and July for Muse Pop, a summer museum experience featuring weekly rotating themes including included with your general admission ticket. Open Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. All right, here we go. We're going to uh, be Tiffany and Kim versus Jennifer and Tyler. Her versus her. Mark versus Kerr. That means you're a dog. I shouldn't say that. I apologize. A cur is a dog. All right, here we go. Round one. Tiffany, uh, five most popular answers on the board. Give me the most popular answer. Name something that begins to fail you as you get older and be specific. Oh, I, um, oof, I you were... Your brain. Uh, is the mind on the list? Yes, it is at number four. Kim, name something that begins to fail you as you get older and be specific. Your hearing? Is your hearing... What? Yeah? Well, you do you think that was specific enough? Yes. On the board at number two. Two and four off the board. Three strikes to work with. Tiffany, name something that begins to fail you as you get older. Your eyesight. Is your eyesight on the list? At number one, Kim? Your um, joints. Your joints. Is the joints on the list? Just depending upon your supplier. Yes, number five. <laughs> Sorry. Um, three strikes still to work with. Tiffany, name something that begins to fail you as you get older. Be specific. Two seconds. Uh, That's strike number one. Kim? It's hard when you're not old, isn't it, Tiffany? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you have no problem with these answers. Kim, three seconds. Your hair color. Does your hair color begin to fade? <laughs> you as you get older. Did not make the top five. Strike number two. Tiffany? Two seconds, um, Tiff. 
All right, girls, no talk it out. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, strength. Um, Here we go. Jennifer, name something your specific. That, I'm sorry? Your mental. Your mental. You mean mental. when I said mind or brain, you don't think that's part of the mental? No. She said muscles. Mental. Oh, muscles. Yeah. Is muscles on the list? No, no. Metabolism at number three. So oh. eyesight, hearing, metabolism, mind, and joints. Tiffany gets the first point right there, Scoremaster Woo-hoo. Steve. Yep, that's right. All right, so here we go. We're going to start with uh, Jennifer. We're now to you. It'll be the top five answers of the board. Jennifer, give me the most popular answer. Name someone you receive services from that you feel loyalty to. Your doctor. Is your doctor on the list? Are they on the list? Yes, they are. And that's at number four. Tyler, name someone you receive services from that you feel loyalty to. My barber. Is your barber hair person on the list? Hair at number one. Two, three, and five are left. Jennifer, name something you receive services from that you feel loyalty to. Your dentist. Is your dentist on the list? Strike number one. Tyler. Um, so whoever watches after your child. Uh, child care. Is child care on the list? It is at number five. Jennifer? Two, two seconds, Jen. Your pest control person. <laughs> I really trust my pest control people. <laughs> strike number two. Tyler, for the third strike or one of the two answers left? Someone you receive services from that you feel loyalty to? Uh, veterinarian. Is the vet on the list? Strike number three. Girls, talk it out. Your mechanic, your housekeeper, your... Time for discussion is over. Tiffany, we go to you to steal the second and third points. Name someone you receive services from that you feel loyalty to. Mechanic. Is the mechanic on the list? That is correct. It is. Hair at number one. Car repair at number two. Nails at number three. Doctor at number four. And the kid care I love is below the nails and the hair that you feel loyalty to. All right. Because, uh, Tiffany, you're in the lead with three points. You get to listen to this and tell me if you want to play it or pass it. Round three. Top four answers. Name something that's prickly. Do you want to play that or pass that? Tiffany? Uh, pass. Pass it. All right, Jennifer. Uh, name something that's prickly. Cactus. Is the cactus on the list? It is at number one. Tyler, top four answers. Name something that's prickly. Porcupine. Is the porcupine. Porcupine. <laughs> is it number three? Did you say porcupine? Porcupine. Oh, porcupine. <laughs> I like porcupine. Porcupine's better. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, two answers left. Three strikes to work with. Name something that is prickly. A needle. Is the needle prickly? Did not make the top four. Tyler? A beard. Is the beard prickly? Didn't make the top four. Two answers left. Jennifer, one strike left. Something that's prickly. I don't know. Strike three. Girls, talk it out for the sweep. The stem of a rose. Um, 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 your legs when you have a shade. The time for discussion is over. Tiffany for the win. Name something that is prickly. Leg stubble? Leg stubble. Did leg stubble make the list? No, it's a tie. Cactus, number one. Sea urchin, number two. Porcupine at number three. And rosebush at number four. Well, it's a flat old coin toss. Jennifer, call it heads or tails. Heads. And it's a heads. Get it right to tie here, Tiffany, or we'll go to a... Yeah, tie it and we'll go to another coin flip. Otherwise, you lose. Call it Tiffany. Heads or tails? Tails. And it's heads. 
Ed's Jennifer, Jennifer on behalf of the boys today, I guess. Yeah. Jennifer played as a boy today. Ah, screw it. I'm not playing that damn music. They don't deserve it. <laughs> Boys don't. Well, Luke hangs up the phone. He doesn't get the, the music. The girls came through. Yes. Woo! Congratulations, Jennifer. You've got your Muse Knoxville tickets for you and your family. Congratulations. Thank you. Star 102.1. It's NF. I was happy. And we have ran long on her versus him, Mark versus Kim. So we have run out of time for the hour. And uh, we're going to get back into just after top of, uh, just after the, uh, the beginning of the 8 o'clock hour. More of your phobias, what they mean, and the crazy words and names associated with them. Coming up on the Mark and Kim Show on Star 102.1. First time in 41 years, two quote-unquote country songs. Number one and number two on the Hot 100 charts. This one from Luke Combs and the other one from Morgan Wallen. Now, I don't consider Turn. this a country song, though. It's a pop song or a folky pop song sung by a country artist. So that's why yeah. I said quotations. Yeah. Country song. Now, Morgan's is a country song. Mm, yeah. It's, yeah. It's more of a, it's a crossover. Mm-hmm. It's a crossover. Welcome to the Mark and Kim show on Star Wars 2.1, powered by the Uton Law Firm. Uh, we come back more of your fears. My fear that Kim won't show me cue cards. No. <laughs> Um, uh, crazy names for the crazy fears that you have, and including uh, Chelsea, who's got a polo phobia, which is the fear of touching towels. We know really? that Tyler, new man Tyler Gann, does not have a polo phobia because that's all he wears is polo yep. logo. That's right. All the time. <laughs> and he, much. he's not got that a logo phobia yeah. either. He loves <laughs> the logos. Start with a 2.1, Axel's number one hit music station with that there, Mark and Kim show. So funny. I think uh, new man Tyler Gann also has Yeezy phobia. Which is the fear that Kanye West is not going to make any more clothes? Shoot. Oh, I know. That's killing me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love he's collecting all he he's can. Got, he's got his big Yeezy slip-on. Looked like they've been carved out of a soap bar under the, under the desk in here. I thought, mm-hmm. who's got water wings under the desk? Why in the world are <laughs> going to jump into a pool or They're something? ready right to here? slide on. So we're, uh, we're, we're talking about the crazy fears that people have, if you want to call them crazy. The funny names and like Ancrophobia. Which is the fear of wind, says Jennifer as her daughter. Her daughter and her watched The Wizard of Oz, and because of the tornado scene, she developed a fear of wind. Well, how's she living around here lately with the crazy winds we're having? Ember. Crazy winds. We've had crazy winds. No more than any other year. Yes. <laughs> it's like winds just decided to come to East Tennessee for the first time in Recent history. Recent years, I'm telling you. Oh, you and your weather. Veins and tendons. Aaron. I'm sorry, Ooh. excuse me. Ember. Ember. Fears of veins and tendons. Did you find anything on on veins and tendons? I did not on that specifically. No. Or she says also people with veins that stick out. That's called oh. muscle phobia. <laughs> or mu- oh, muscle no, like head. Angelina Jolie. You know right. when she's at rest, like if her hands are down, she has very prominent veins. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lysandra, growing up, I had cynophobia, C Y N A phobia. That's the fear of dogs. Really? Yeah. Motophobia. M-O-T-T-E, motophobia, fear of moths, says Heather. Did you ever find uh, Pamela's fear of lakes and oceans, it's like large bodies of, bodies of water? No, just the uh, depth of water. That and-, mm-hmm. and then aquaphobia, which is water itself. I don't think it's called aquaphobia. There is aquaphobia. Sounds too, e- sounds too easy. I know. Yeah. I thought toes too, but it is. Because I know there's... Agoraphobia, acrophobia. Is it, are you sure it's not acrophobia? What's acrophobia? A-C-R-A. I think acrophobia is the fear of water. Aquaphobia. It's right here. A-Q-U-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds too easy. It's like I know. I thought so too. But It's like waterphobia. I know. Acrophobia is the fear of heights. Okay. But aquaphobia is the fear of just water. It's seeing water, being around water. But mm-hmm. then yeah. the one that you said earlier, thalassophobia. 
Yeah, which is, is the one is fear of deep water, with the happens. ocean, lakes, things Leanne, like that. Leanne, afraid of using the bathroom in the dark. I think that's called miss the bowl phobia <laughs> or snake coming through the toilet bowl phobia. Are we talking about anything else other than snakes today? <laughs> my mind's on them. It's a theme. Oh my God. Ever what? since that guy stuck one in his pocket. You want to explain that even further? He stole it from <laughs> a pet two, two store. Two and a half year, uh, uh, hours ago? Well, a guy so, stole one from yeah. a pet store, shoved it in his pocket, and I've just been enamored with it ever since. I can't get my mind off of it. Potophobia? Potophobia, fear of the Mark and Kim Show podcast? No. no. Uh, <laughs> the fear of feet. Make her, make her vomit, says Sherry. Now, you're, you kind of have ugly feet. You kind of have that with bad feet, not good feet. I don't like them. I'm not afraid of them. I don't want to get near them. I told you I married my wife because of her. Acceptable feet. Acceptable feet. Not mm. good feet. Not bad feet. <laughs> acceptable feet. All I need is all I needed was acceptable feet. Did we look up toenails? A fear of toenails. I don't have a fear of toenails. I am disgusted by clipped toenails thrown on the ground, which are then raced into me and try to put you try to touch me with them. Yeah, I have a fear of that. That's fear a, of toenails. Oh, Onuxophobia. An fear. extreme fear of fingernails and toenails. I'm not afraid of the fingernails. You ran around the room. I'm not afraid of, I'm a, I don't, not afraid. I can't, clipped toenails in a work environment are disgusting. Yeah. You would run, you would run from them anywhere. If they came, if somebody came up at Target and showed you toenails, you would run there too. In your home, clipped. I think you would run from them. You do not them. understand the word clipped. Okay, they, you would still run from them. I think that's Why a Why would anybody approach me with clipped toenails? Ask that question. Why if, did we approach you here? I'm not running them. from the clipped toenails. I'm running from the person who would dare to show me clipped toenails. <laughs> like you, you crazy. It's still the clipped toenails. I think you're afraid of clipped toenails. You don't want to be around I, them. I just it's said, okay to admit I it. said clipped toenails. Okay, then that's what that is. That's you're disgust- afraid of them. I think it's okay to be afraid I love of how them. you hear what you want to hear. I, that's my favorite part about you. You only hear what you want to hear. I'm hearing it. You're afraid of them. Toenails it's okay to be and clipped afraid. toenails are two different things. Okay, clipped toenails. You're still afraid of them. It's okay. Oh, my God. People people are right now screaming at the radio going, Oh, my God, Mark, we feel you. <laughs> what's, my, what's the fear of Kim in her mind? Kim's rants. Kim's buffoonery or chicanery. Or, what is that fear? Hansard phobia? <laughs> I have Hansard phobia. Oh, we have a Hanchard story coming up, too, sometime. Your son doing it again. Your son. <laughs> uh, do we look at globe, globophobia? Yeah, we did already. Uh, oh, this one's Shady has submechanophobia, which is like the fear of big things underwater, like a big whale or a huge submarine. What's one of my favorite subreddits? Submechanophobia and mechanophobia, like these massive things. Oh, yeah. it's really Wherever cool. they are, is it mm-hmm. only underwater? Well, that would be sub. Like, yeah. so, like underwater, but mechanophobia is something bigger, like in just real life, like big buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. Oh, wow. There's a lot of them just go completely undefined here. Try tripo, tripophobia, fear of holes in certain patterns. Wow. Like Swiss cheese? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Fears of Swiss cheese. Start at 2.1. Festival on the 4th will be there. We would love for you to join us. It's going to be on the 3rd, just so you know, Festival on the 4th. We should say Independence Day Festival, then that we could say it could be July 3rd. But it is. 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Festival on the 4th. It's on the 4th. What am I looking at then? Oh, I got my things mixed up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> the annual, 48th annual Gatlinburg 4th of July Midnight Parade is on July 3rd. Because the, the parade is on festi- at midnight. Festival on the 4th is on the 4th. Yes. Which maybe it should be on the third because we're off on the fourth, but we're not off on the fifth. Mm. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know. It goes back to that Memorial Day thing know, when the fireworks used to be. I yeah. Know. Yeah, we always do do the fireworks on Memorial Day Monday. And then everybody had to go to work the next yeah, day. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah join us. 
on the festival on the 4th on Independence Day. Yes, Festival Lawn will be filled with fun activities for kids of all ages. We'll see you out there on whatever day you decide to show up. <laughs> Mark and Kim show on Star 102.1. Star 102.1, that is Pitbull on the Mark and Kim show. Just so there's no confusion, <laughs> Festival on the 4th is on the 4th. There's that's, plenty of confusion. That's World's Fair Park. Any confusion <laughs> has to do with the fact that the Gatlinburg Parade which is a midnight parade, is very early in the morning, effectively, on July 4th. Yes. And they would like you to start arriving July 3rd, because if you said July 4th midnight, people might think it's July 4th into July 5th, so mm-hmm. therein lies the rubs. So yes. Hi, right, good morning. Welcome to the Mark and Kim Show, 832 now. So apparently we're going to talk about my son's buffoonery, as you call it. Oh, you want to move on to that? Well, I'm ready for since it. you mentioned it, I, oh, I was going to talk about something, but we'll talk, we'll talk about this, yeah, because, because you, you mentioned it. you leaked it to somebody on our texts that I, you know, by the way, I'm on these texts. Too, yeah, I know. Say. but so, so the text <laughs> came in about... Um, so somebody made a comment about getting a discount on insurance, seeing that your son Eli, who's running around on one of those knee scooter things, is not currently driving a vehicle. We laughed at that. And then you said, well, not sure about that. He's still driving the knee cart mm-hmm. and fell off a curb the other day. Yeah. Which is not exactly the right way because you just described it to me off the air. And if and and those who've listened to this show and his driving buffoonery now for the last years, he's been driving since he was what 17, so a year and a half. He's coming up on a second year of driving if you will. Describe exactly as you described it for me and Tyler just a minute okay. ago on how he wrecked. Mhm. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't wrecked. With him. It doesn't matter. But I could describe it the way he described wrecked it to me. the knee scooter. Yes. For the kid that's wrecked multiple cars, the yeah. kid that's been involved in countless accidents now. Yeah. What happened was, I wasn't with him, so I have to tell you the way he described it to me. He, he, he was willing down the sidewalk. Okay, to get to the place where wheelchairs and carts and things like that can so, go up. So where there's no curb, it's like a depression. Yeah, the like, depression. Yes. So, so it accessibility, wheels up easily. Yes. Accessibility ramp onto a curb, yes. onto a sidewalk. And he's gotten used to the wheel knee, the knee wheel cart now, so he goes pretty quick when he's not carrying a camera or something for when he's filming stuff. So he was coming from his physical therapy. So he's feeling huh. pretty good about things, you know? Mm-hmm. So he wheels, he has to go a pretty good ways down from his physical therapy to this access. Can you describe how he accidentally crashed yes. the knee cart, please? So he's wheeling down at a pretty good pace, apparently, and he makes it, the front wheels make it into the depression and the back wheels didn't. So One of them fell is, off is the curb. One more time, your son has misjudged a turn. He misjudged and, a turn. And like he did in the in the high school parking lot, crashed into a car. Well, he didn't crash into a car, but one of the wheels no, no, didn't come off the curb and he fell into the parking no, lot. No, I'm saying like when your son misjudged the turn in the school parking lot and, and hit crashed a car. into a car. Yes. Like he misjudged the side of the road and drove into the ditch. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up with this kid and his spatial relations? What's up with this kid and his... Now, granted, the number one thing we have to learn as drivers at any age, which you like to still call him a teenager, even though he's... He is a teenager. He's He's 18. He's an adult. He's a teenager, though. Teen is in the age. Teen is in the age. You're so funny. (laughs) Well, it is. The last thing you learn is, is judgment. It just takes a long time, a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, he can... Do not ever put this child... 
as you like to call them, behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler. Right? Mm. Driving, not a truck, planning to. driving a truck will not be this kid's future because <laughs> yeah, he will to. not understand the concept of, yeah. bow, of bowing out mm-hmm. or giving enough room to make sure that the things trailing behind him also have to clear. He's and this has also been to. your thing, too. He's not planning to. Mm. So I so do much better the, in my car. And this is the 4 by 4 knee cart thing, the one they had to buy with the bigger, the bigger wheels on it. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he tipped over. I'm sorry? Buffoonery. Say it again. Buffoonery. One more time. Buffoonery. How about stutter it? Buffoonery. <laughs> so he tipped over into the parking lot. Thank goodness there wasn't a car there for him to fall into, apparently. Into the parking lot? I thought you said it was on a ramp. Oh, like, okay. But so. it was into a parking lot because he was okay. coming out to the car so his dad could, you know, take him home. <laughs> in a minivan. Yeah, <laughs> needed a forklift. A forklift to get him in the thing. Off. This, what, I don't know. He was racing down the thing. Well, I mean, uh, he was, well, he's feeling. And the other good. thing, did you notice when he's quote carrying a camera? He's doing some filming for the football team. He can't play for right now. Yeah. And you're supposed to have two hands on the handlebars of the knee cart. You're telling me that he he's can't trying to hold the camera and have two hands on the cart. Then guess what? Maybe he has to take time off from trying to wheel a cart down a sideline and filming the football action as it's happening because you can't steer the cart properly. He's been doing fine with that because you uh, know the football handle, field is he 100 He can't yards. handle the accessibility ramp onto a sidewalk. <laughs> well, thank goodness it, he didn't have a camera when he did that. No. No, thank goodness. He was doing fi- he's doing fine with the filming. There's a word for all this. Job. What is that word? One more time. Buffoonery. How does it sound? Buffoonery. Spell that for us. Buffoonery. Stutter it, please. Buffoonery. I'm just glad he didn't break an arm. One more thing. Isn't that the truth? He just did. Who knows even what to say anymore? Heat, humidity, and storms on the way. Better chance over the weekend than over the next couple of days. But the heat indices are getting close to 100. Not so fun loving degrees on the Mark and Kim show. Knoxville's number one hit music station with brand new music from Pink. I'll start with a 2.1 with Pink and Trust Fall. Uh, Women are asking men, TikTok trend, women asking men or texting the men in their lives if they feel that they can land a commercial jet in an emergency situation. And I bet most of them say, yeah. Yes. (laughs) I would. Yes, absolutely. She's got a pilot father, so she was, obviously, she's in aviation in terms of, you know, her father's Mm -hmm. a pilot and all this. And he asked her, excuse me, she asked him what people would know or need to know to land a commercial jet. He goes, you need to know that you'll get instructions from the tower on how to place it in autopilot and then be able to land yeah. a plane. But they're um, thinking they're going to get in But I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought autopilot could, t- could take care because we've heard of people being like directed in like when somebody died in, on the flight or a pilot or whatever that somebody has had to step in and do this before. They didn't know how to fly a plane. There wasn't necessarily an autopilot. They had to you know run the stick and they had to... The, I thought that was the smaller planes. There's smaller planes but I don't that people know, have had to land. I don't know whether or not the commercial airliners are fully set up to literally land themselves yet. I don't know that or not. Um, with the directions though, put it this way. If they can, if they can pilot a daggum... Titan submersible with a Logitech mm. fake Xbox controller, then I can dig gum well, get behind the stick of a commercial airliner, and set that thing down. May not be pretty. How'd the submersible work out? Until the last time. <laughs> Karma. Taylor Swift on the Mark and Kim show, powered by the Uten Law Firm. We'll tell you how much money Taylor Swift is making off every time you stream her music. Coming up here on Star Wars 2.1. That's Metro Boomin, who made about one cent for that song played on Star Wars 2.1 right there. No, I shouldn't say that because they actually um, make more money on the licensing fees that radio stations pay 
than money made on streaming and a Taylor Swift fan really worked out this detail mm-hmm. on uh, it's been years now since streaming has taken over and I mean taken over for album sales yeah which means going to the store and buying something whether it's vinyl or cassette or whatever streaming it putting it onto a device a digital copy of something is the way in which we now have music and listen to music you don't own it Mm-hmm. You're paying a licensing fee. You never own it. You only may have owned a physical copy of something, but you didn't own the music. Here's the math on the Taylor, the Taylor Swift fans. One particular who had listened a whole bunch of times tried to calculate how much money she had paid effectively or how much Taylor Swift was making off of these streams. And it's, it's, it's so sad because... It is. They're not, I mean, granted, this is why they go on tour and charge you $1,000 for a concert ticket. This is why their merch is $60 for a t-shirt and $120 for a for a, pull, uh, a hoodie. When you hear this, you don't feel so bad about paying those prices. She had streamed Taylor 2,493 times over the past three years, which generated less than $6 in income for her. Wow. $6 for 2,493 streams. He's passed away now. His name is David Crosby. It used to be of a band called Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Okay? Some of you were like, who? But you just understand, it's an old artist who made a bunch of money over the years. Okay? And literally had to go live off of the benefits of friends and family after the money from his former career, you know, the career when they're out there making money, mm-hmm. uh, like printing albums and sell- sales and stuff like that, yeah. was a rich man. But because of streaming, literally had to live off of friends mm-hmm. before he died. Yeah, and his, he's the so one. Sad. He's the one who fathered Melissa Etheridge's children. Yeah, she had to help him financially because mm-hmm. he literally said, "I don't make any money off my music anymore. I don't make any money off my music." And this is an. This is what this is going to do is going to wake up people. Not that we have like wake up and fix it or something like that because it can't be fixed. But this is going to really inform you on why they charge what they do for what they do. But keep in mind that that $6 in income to Taylor for that doesn't even factor in the record labels count, the management and distributors taking oh, yeah. their cut oh, from yeah. it. So that's $6 for 2,493 times. There's even a bigger figure on there. Um, then another user went in and played, uh, had streamed Taylor 21,300 times, resulting in about $50 for Taylor. <laughs> Not even enough for her to buy a hoodie on her own website. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I mean, when you hear those numbers, so you wonder why anything. you wonder why you hear about these artists protesting how much it, how much they get paid per spin or per play, I should say, on on these streaming services because the streaming services have figured it out on how not to pay these artists. Hmm. See, now you've hit you've hit a nerve now because you've talked. It's Taylor Swift fans, yeah. And there's and whew, nobody, get ready for the Swifties to come. Nobody out. shows out like a Swifty. So I don't know, like, I, this is not going to change the industry, but there is work being done to try to change the industry so these artists get paid for the number of times that you listen to their Dang music God. because it's going to get to the point where there's going to be some sort of direct, consu- direct consumer thing that cuts out middlemen like Spotify and any other streaming services where, hey, I'm Taylor Swift. I've got, a, I've got my music only on the Taylor Swift app. You click on the Taylor Swift app, and that's how you hear the Taylor Swift music. She won't allow it to be distributed any other way. Now, granted, you'll get into stealing and peer-to-peer yeah. stuff. But 
if in fact that's the way to go, if that's the future, but we can understand why music sales yeah. or you know, hey, you have to pay ten dollars a month to get this many streams of Taylor Swift or whatever the case may be. There will be much more direct consumer stuff mm-hmm. through your phone in the in the in, in the you know even this even even for me to to take a photograph. Mm-hmm. Put it into my computer and process it on something called Lightroom or Photoshop. Yeah, I pay ten dollars and ninety one cents a month for that. Mm-hmm. It's just like streaming a Netflix. It's yeah. like it's like having it. Well, it's every, a service. So at yep. some point, Taylor Swift will be subscription only. And now we see why, though. But mm-hmm. if we know this, the people people need to know this because it sure. makes more sense. Well, it makes more sense why they're crying about not making any money and then yeah. and, and charging you, you know, eight hundred dollars to go to a concert. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. Star one two point one. Void Melanie Martinez at nine forty six of the Mark and Kim Show. Uh, prepare yourself for the Facebook post going up later this afternoon. We'd love for your comments. The post will say this: Janitor thinks he's helping by unplugging a noisy refrigerator only to find out that he has ruined 25 years of medical research. And I'm thinking, you got something in a, in a medical refrigerator for 25 years, you better have some backup that keeps it going, even if, in fact, it gets unplugged by, what, let's say, weather, a power outage. There could be a, a lot of things. Do they have a redundancy for that? No, but somehow a janitor unplugs a refrigerator because it's making noise. And why don't you have a note on there? I mean, they need you. Oh, they need you oh, to put a note oh, on there. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> they can put a note on something, but if I do, the whole building talks about because it. Because it's a research thing. This guy ruined twenty-five years of research. If they'd had and one then, of your notes, that's right. And when you research your pocket and you've got less money in it because you wasted it on a vending machine that doesn't work, and I could have told you because I left a note, caught yourself, didn't you? Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. I said they needed one of your notes. Mm -hmm. I'll have a story to back this up, too, and I bet you've got one. Haven't we all screwed up at work thinking we were helping? Well, that's the thing. Thinking we were helping. Make sure the Facebook post says when you think that you were helping. How did you think you were helping but screwed up at work? Perfect. Because otherwise, we've done these, oh, how did you screw up at work things all the time. So no, we all screw up at work. When you thought you were helping, do you know something specific with me is what you're talking about? No, I, I said oh, I'm okay. sure you've got one. We've done this a long time. Well, yes. I bet you'll remember mine when I start talking about it. You were here for it. I've done several, actually. Actually, but this one actually, big one. actually when you almost took out the entire phone, That's all, the all one. the phones in, in West Knox County. That's the one. Uh, I wasn't here for that. I was not working here at the radio station yet. That was before I got here. Oh, I thought you were here for no, it. No, I would have loved. You just heard about oh, it? I, you told me about it. Oh, I knew. I would I have loved to have, quote, been here, here for it. Oh, gosh. Oh, Kim ruins the phones countywide, and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Madison, Wisconsin at the time. I wish I'd been here for well, it. Well, I'll tell you about it. For several reasons. All right, that's coming up tomorrow with that Facebook post you'll look for this afternoon. All you people want is more, 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 more. Kimmy, Kimmy. More, more. <laughs> All right, traditionally on uh, any of those podcast days where we get deep, and I think we uh, plumbed deep into the psyche of two people on this program, we let you off the hook yesterday. You didn't have to answer any of those questions about, uh, I guess, uh, what was the overthinking, overthinking and, and you know confidence and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll go more. I got a bunch of tabs open, which are a bunch of stories on my Chrome browser that I have yet to be able to get to. Uh, we were chatting about this off the air. We did it kind of quickly. Um, on the air, excuse me, in the, in the show. This is the podcast. Of course, we can sit around and talk about anything we want as long as we want. And the question was, does the man think that he can land the plane 
when being directed by air traffic control. And of course, I said, you ask any man and he's going <laughs> to say, yeah, just put me no, in there. I'll figure yeah. it out. I'll tell you this. if it's, I'll, I'll tell you the gamer, the gamer, the person that plays games or video games a lot, which mm-hmm. is me, is going to be more confident about that than the non-gamer. Yeah. The non-gamer. How about the guy that drives the Tesla? You think the guy who drives the Tesla feels that he'll be able to land the commercial plane? I think pretty, and I'm not meaning this in an ugly way, but I really think most men think, yeah, I can get in there and I can land that plane. Because there's a lot to it. Well, yeah, because if you look at the cockpit of a plane, if you've ever stuck your head in the cockpit of a plane, you know, like a lot of times if you have a child with you when you're flying, they'll let you go up there and see the cockpit. If you you had three daughters, I'm sure at some point you've gone up there and they've seen it. Those daughters were all pre-2001. So keep in mind, things are a little different. Well, that's true. When you're coming onto the plane, generally the cabin door to the cockpit is now closed and locked. So nobody does rush the cockpit. Uh, so generally, unless you've set that up beforehand, that doesn't happen much anymore. But yes, there's a lot of controls, a lot but of buttons. But you can see, there's a lot more up there than you think there is. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's yeah. dials, there's flip-floppy things, there's... I flip-floppy mean, floppy things. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like... Well, you're the one I want to take over when well, somebody dies in the cockpit. But what I mean is there's a <laughs> lot more than you, you think. Mean, you mean switches, Kim? Yeah, switches. It's flip-floppy not, It's not just like a car, you know, where there's a few dials and things. I mean, there's a lot. Wouldn't that be funny? What? If Kim can barely drive a Mini Cooper... Yet, someone dies on a plane, she's the one to take over, right. and lands that thing like it's going out of style. Flawlessly. Yeah. I can see that. Well, I've got a lot of room in the air. You know? <laughs> Can't hit a lot. I'm only concerned about hitting one thing in the air. That's, that? the ground. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, the TikTok trend where women text the men in their lives and ask if they could land a commercial jet in an emergency situation. Then they reveal all the different answers in the video. It's interesting to hear them read the different takes, but the absolute best was the woman asked her pilot father, and he had a surprise answer. He said the plane can land itself. The guy would be instructed on how to set up the autopilot, and that would do the job. Do they go into how difficult it is to set up the autopilot, though? Shouldn't the autopilot be one switch? Uh, in movies, oh, I'm sorry. It's- one flip floppy. Yeah, thing. one flip floppy. Yeah, in movies it's typically just one switch, isn't it? Like in movies, on, like on airplane. Like wasn't there just a switch and it went in into movie? Auto? in airplane? But, but then an auto <laughs> blew up though. Autopilot, O T T O pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a big button. Just hit it. No, it the, you don't know what he's talking about. He's talking about the inflatable pilot that yeah. came out. That was yeah. autopilot. Yeah. But you would think that it's it's a one switch kind of thing. I would also think that. But there's there's I don't think it can. Well, I don't know what it can do. I don't know. But right. you think you could get in there and fly it? I, abso- <laughs> I absolutely do. All right, here's another tab open. We chatted about this, or I think we teased this. You did, you done a story, and I said, did you see now where being called sensitive is a compliment for a man, but not for a woman? Yeah. What were we talking We were talking about something. You were talking about, oh, oh, the list of feminine things that yes. masculine men are, have no fear of doing anymore, like telling their be- their best friend or their good friend that they love them and all these mm-hmm. other things. We kind of swept over this. Yeah. If someone said you're a sensitive person, I'm asking you as a woman, we think, are, are you offended by being called sensitive? Not generally, but I think it's seen as a bad thing in the workplace. 
you know, or it's how you, how you say it. If you say yeah. it to a man, it's supposed to be a good thing because it means they've they've somehow take, gotten rid of those rough edges, and it means that you can you well, can. Well, I'm see sensitive, but I'm also rough. I have rough edges. Yeah, and that's but okay. I'm a sensitive human being. But when you say, but somehow it's come to the point where you you say if a woman is sensitive, it's bad. You know, oh, you're too sensitive. It's almost like the no, they unspoken. Didn't say the words, no, hold on. no, but it's almost like the unspoken too is in front of it. You're too sensitive. Mm. You cry easily. You you know take things too personally it's not it's not said in the same way someone asked 2,000 people and it turns out men are more likely to see it as a compliment women may not 37 percent of guys said being called sensitive is high praise that's compared to just 23 percent of women women mm-hmm. are slightly more likely to take it as an insult mm-hmm. than a compliment 24 percent say they'd feel slighted if someone called them a sensitive person mm-hmm. obviously uh 23 and that doesn't add up to 100%. Other, I don't know. 71% of guys claim that they're in touch with their feelings compared to 82% of women. So being a sensitive man is definitely in fashion now. 52% overall said being seen as sensitive is a positive trait. 55 said that when someone shows their sensitive side, it makes them more likable. Mm-hmm. That's why I make sure that at least once a month I'm openly weeping here on the radio. <laughs> just we walk in and you're weeping, you know. No. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true because I'm usually on the air when you guys are just walking in. So yes, I'm crying. Where are my partners? <laughs> All right, South Park creators have reportedly doubled the servers' wages at Casa Bonita, which is a place that these I guess is it Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the infamous creators of South Park, have a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they are now going to pay their servers $30 an hour wow. and no tips. Yeah. No tips. The problem with this, and I, I think I brought up, I think we teased this earlier this week, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, you mean socialism. Mm-hmm. Socialism, which you should look into if you don't know what it means. Why don't you give me, let's look up the digital, the digital, the, the dictionary <laughs> definition of socialism and the example i'm going to give is this and i've talked about this before the company that decided to pay everybody seventy thousand dollars a year no matter your experience level no matter how long you've been with the company seventy thousand everybody's going to make the same thing aka socialism and it was a social experiment and now the company went out of business because people wouldn't stay people were slighted by it people had a lot more experience than others there is something to doing there's something to doing a good job there's something to it and getting taking and getting, pride in that and being awarded for that. Yes. And if, in fact, you are a better server than someone else, because I can tell you this, I have been in a situation where a good server has gotten more of a tip than in the same restaurant, a bad server got less of a tip because I believe in meritocracy. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. earned something. Yep. You have done something well. You get paid for it commensurate to the yes. amount of, of, of time and effort you put into the job. I don't know why this is so beyond people. Because mm-hmm. you know why? Because people are freaking lazy and they want to be paid for not doing the work. This is the whole new generational thing. What is the ter- Give us the definition of socialism. A political or economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and the exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Which means everybody gets the same thing. And I know there's this anti-capitalism movement right now, and there's everybody being so woke and, well, you know, you should only work to your wage and everything like that. You, you may think that's how the world is run. You may want for that to be the case on how the world is run or this country is run. But until you literally are in the positions to make those changes, which you probably would get through, oh, I don't know, 
hard work and advancement. Until you're in those places to make those decisions, you're not going to get to make those decisions. So if you want to change things, if you want to change the status quo so that everybody gets the same thing, well, you can move out of the country, first of all. Secondly, you can then rise to a position where you can make those decisions. But I can tell you this, after rising to the level of those positions, you'll realize what it takes to get to those positions, and then you'll resent those who sit back and do the whole, well, I should be paid this, or I should be advanced because of this. No, no, no. You'll do the hard work to get to that position where you can make the decisions, and then realize, wow, I guess I did have to work hard. I couldn't sit back and make my uh, work my wage, or silently quit, or quiet quit, or whatever the hell they're doing nowadays. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so this restaurant now will pay them $30 per hour, they were making fourteen to fifteen dollars, which is that's, pretty good wages yeah. Yeah. for yeah, a is. server. Yeah, because you're getting tips on top of that. Yeah, that's a pretty good wage. Well, the people that are working at the restaurant are like, wait a second, wait exactly. a second. What about me? I'm a good server. What about them? They're not so good. Mm -hmm. There are better servers. Yeah, there are better DJs than us. There are better car mechanics than than the person that worked on my vehicle last week. There's always somebody better yeah. because they are, they're more talented. They worked harder. They wanted it harder. They wanted it more. You know, they're there's, willing to do what it takes to rise to the top. Right. right. And there's struggle and there's sacrifice. Yeah. And there's things you have to do to make it that absolutely suck. That absolutely suck. And if you don't want to do them, then you're going to be treading water for the rest of your life. You wonder why you can't afford a house. You wonder why. And there's many reasons why. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Many reasons why you can't afford a house. Many reasons why you can't pay your rent. There many, are some things working against you oh, no absolutely. matter how hard you More work. More now than ever. That. More now than yeah. ever are there things working against exactly. you. Exactly. The interest rates are going to get ready to rise oh. again. They're going to do it again because they have to stem this, this ridiculous inflation. This is just throwing more money into the government's coffers. It's all this is and it's all about. But before we get all political, just would you as a, you've never served. Have you served? You've worked at a kitchen. but you No, never, I have not. Not served. You've never served. I served for two days. And because I, I couldn't stop eating the hush puppies and the honey butter, I had to quit. So, Are you serious? And because of that, though, I, I, I just never developed into a good server. I also probably would have had the job and thought to myself, well, this is just a way to earn money until, mm -hmm. but I would have given it my all. That's the to, thing. Right. If but, you're going to do something, I believe if you're going to do something, if I, if I was a server, I may hate it. I may love it. I don't mm -hmm. know because I've never been but a you're server. Gonna work hard at but it. I'm going to work hard at yeah. it because if I'm doing it, right. I want to be the best in there are the best spend I can be. a lot of time looking busy which is your number, <laughs> number no i would thing. no i would do i would work hard to be the best that i could be now i may I, not be the best but i'm going to try to be no i do know for a fact if a server is going to be paid 30 dollars, they're making a flat rate per hour then w that there's no incentive for them to do better at that right. job That's they're just tips for yeah they're, they're literally just going right. to go there clock in and then clock out right. they're not going to do their job well people aren't going to come to the restaurant anymore well, and, and then they'll learn the hard way because that business that was paying everybody $70,000 a year isn't in business anymore. Yeah. is not in business for, for several things. All right, here's another tab open. Twins did the same workout for three months. One exercised for half as long as the other. And in the end, they saw almost exactly the same results. You know what this is going to get to? <laughs> Tell me where you think I'm going to go with this. Um, that we don't have to exercise nearly as much as we think we do. Well, that's obviously it. But yeah. where do you think I'm going to go specifically on that? Cloning. I'm thinking. What? Cloning? Yeah, I'm. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to go far off. I'm going to go cloning. Everything you say is far off. <laughs> ten thousand steps. Uh, yeah, because you've always you know, ten thousand steps are bullshit. An app. 
pace and all that well, stuff. Anything, anything you do at pace is better than doing it at not pace. What I mean at pace is in, an, in a quicker fashion where you elevate your heart rate and you get things moving, your metabolism speeds up, all the other things happen. Well, I saw this headline. Cloning? <laughs> yeah. What? what? Cloning? I don't know. I saw, Dude, are you I, even here? Yes. I read okay. something the other day and then I, I, you cloning. said twins no. and then I thought it was something about cloning. I was, look, I looked into this and they said if you've gone, let's say, let's say walking is your thing. Uh-huh. Okay. And you decide that you walk four miles. If the four miles takes an hour, hour and a half to do, mm-hmm. okay, at a normal like four and a half percent, like a four point, like a four mile an hour pace, yeah, and you do your four miles in yeah. an hour, yeah, you probably gone, th- you probably gone thirty minutes longer than you had to because your body stops producing results in an exercise anytime after thirty minutes. Like yeah. your first thirty minutes, you're getting so much done that after that percentage wise. Your benefits go down so far. There's no need to go that third and that fourth mile if you've exercised vigorously at pace, not a stroll two miles, not a walking in place 10,000 steps, Kimberly Renee answered, not walking in circles around the building, Kimberly Renee answered. (laughs) No, and I've started believing that. And I've I've believed this for a while now um, because more and more we're seeing, now, of course, they could reverse this, who knows, because it's like, you know, anything. They they go this way for a while, then they go back to this way. But over recent years, they've been saying that even, you know, 30 minutes seems to be the the, the thing. And they say, even if it's not 30 minutes at a time, if you can do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes here. You know, do anything that raises your heartbeat for at least 30 minutes, your metabolism. They say that it needs to be a sustained 30. I don't know where you're getting your 10 and 10 and 10 from. Several, several things I've read and several people. Yeah, there's burst exercising. There's stuff you can do in quick quick succession, Hmm. but you shouldn't take too long of a gap between those. But they're saying if you can only do it in bits and pieces, that's better than not doing anything. Anything is better than nothing, but sometimes it's too much of a good thing. So I try to do. 30 minutes. Walking's my thing, or, you know, maybe a walk, as I call it. It's like a walk jog, you know? <laughs> but 30 minutes is what I try to do every day, you know? Well, and, yeah. and I, you well, know, story if I can do that, that, I figure it's good. The story goes Ross and Hugo Turner are identical twins who have cloned two other people to start doing exercises for them. <laughs> to get your cloning in. <laughs> no, they haven't. <laughs> so if I'm talking about these two twins who are doing exercises <laughs> and getting the same results, one working out... Where did you think cloning was going to come out of that? I don't know. I thought it was going to be some twist to it, like where it would throw us off the, the scent. I'm about to throw you off the scent. Because he's always <laughs> trying to trick us. Is yeah. that what you were thinking? It's uh, like, yeah, uh, I figured there was yeah, more Professional adventurers to have done all sorts of things in a bid to explore every corner of the world, blah, blah, blah. Fascinated with the human body. They carry out experiments on themselves to understand how two genetically identical people can do different things like diets and workout regime regimens. They say regimes here. I hate that that's become a way to say it. It's become accepted. And <laughs> I know. It's not. Or workout regimen, <laughs> or a right. like you said one time, a makeup regime. I'm like, what, a regime? Like, isn't that a a group of like a battalion or a <laughs> like a fighting force is a regime? I, well, or a, you know, it or takes or a, a fighting like, force for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, with airbrushes and hoses. Uh, their latest challenge is designed to test whether working out for longer is more beneficial than short spurts of exercise, and they've considered the results eye-opening, eye-opening. Because look, they did a before and after pictures of these two guys, and they look exactly the same, and they've done different workouts, one half the length of the other. So stop killing yourself, but it's not even a matter of stop killing yourself, it's stop, stop 
being demotivated by the fear that you're not going to get anything done by doing it for just 30 minutes. And and I think... Oh, I can't put in two hours. I can't... Well, why, do, why should I even start? Exactly. I think that's the main history lesson here, if you will, because... I, Healthful people, health clubs, health uh, gurus, if you will, have told us for so long that you have to do all this and the more you do, the better. And if you're not doing this, you're not going to live as long and you're not going to do that. And it is demotivating. I think you hit the nail on the head there because it's so easy to think, well, I can't do that. You know, I've got the kids, I've got the job, I've got all these things, so I might as well just not do anything. I'll just eat these chips. Yep. You know? yeah. I, I mean, it's funny, becomes... I can eat the chips for two straight hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Like, hell, I'm not going to go walk for two hours. But I mean, it does. You become... and, I was, and that was me. When I first started walking again, that was, you know, years and years ago, and I was, I'd gone through my spates of inactivity, and I finally decided to get on it again. I was increasing my mileage to the point where it was like, an hour and a half. I go for an hour and a half. Oh, I, I get know. Up to, I get up to like five miles of walking. And I was like, and then a lot of times I'd be spent for the rest of the day. I mean, I'd be like wiped out the rest of the day. Yeah. And healthy was killing you. <laughs> well, I mean, and and there, there is a line. They say there is a line where you, like you've not only stopped doing good for your body, but then again, you, you, what's the word I'm trying to find? You kind of cancel out the benefits of exercise, which make you more alert, make you healthier, and 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 it makes you more tired. It's you like you have the, to build yourself back up. Like you may have you have debilitated the rest of your day for the sake of your workout. And then what's the point in working out if you're tired the rest of the day? Right. So you find a happy medium. For me, it's I get to a, I get to write at two miles of walking, which is about for me about thirty to thirty five minutes, and that to me is perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Problem is, I forget to turn around halfway, and then I'm <laughs> so you still got two that and a half miles. All right, I wore this shirt. Here's another tab open. Let me close that tab. Here's another tab open right there. I wore this shirt on purpose for an exercise today. It's the two buttons, isn't it? It's the two buttons versus the one button. I we did a thing this morning about fears, and one of the fears was based on the uh, morning DJ friend of mine named Mo was talking about buttons on a shirt. Uh, whether being uh, open one or two buttons is sexy or not sexy. And somebody called and said, stop talking about buttons. I have a fear of buttons. I can't even talk about buttons. So I'm going to button up this shirt. It's a uh, Under Armour pullover, collared pullover, mm -hmm. which would have met every single one of the former dress, right. dress code rules here at Star 102.1. You are properly so, dressed. So... Now with this kind of it's like a it's like a polo. You look yeah. like a priest. Like a sport. <laughs> so I have buttoned it all the way That's up. That white piece. Right some here. people wear it like this. I see some people still to this day button up to the very top. Button. I do. That's the way they you like do? it. Yeah. Oh. Depending on the occasion. Yeah. Or I'll do. No, but see, this is a sport pullover. This is an Under Armour polo type type pullover. Okay. Like a shirt. Yeah. yeah. Short sleeve, collared. That just and looks constricting. And you wouldn't wear this like this. No. No. This is okay. So let me undo one button here. And this is so it's just barely open. Yeah. And okay. I think that looks okay. No, but yeah. you understand what I'm talking about here. Yeah. A poll on men's fashion has found that men unbuttoning the top two buttons on a shirt is the sexiest look. Men should also avoid red clothing, baggy clothing, and showing off ankle. <laughs> okay. But let me go. So this is one. This to me is still too far up. There's no there's nothing quote sexy about Does it this. still feel tight to you though? I mean, yeah, but we're not talking like about a, tight. I know. Let's but stay on topic. Let's stay on topic here. Is this at all sexy? It's okay. I think it feels a little uptight. All right, now it let looks me take, uptight. Looks professional to me. Okay, let me then take care of the second button on this shirt because this is a button 
is a shirt with three buttons on it. Yeah. So the top button was cord right there at the throat. Mm-hmm. That first one barely opened it up at all. This is the second button open right now. Now I'm I don't know. There's a hint. That's a, good. Is there a little hint of chest hair? Yeah. There? Which of course because it's pure white, you probably wouldn't be able to see it anyway. But it's, so there's a bit of a hint of chest hair there. That's good to me. When you say good, is that like good enough or is that sexy? That looks good. So it, so. If we're going, I'm not asking you to tell me that I'm sexy. What I'm saying is, because we know better than that, I'm, what I'm telling you is that in shirt wearing, mm-hmm. and this is a three-button polo type pullover, Yeah, this might be more about like the full button-down shirt where it goes all the way down to, you know, to yeah, the Yeah, but stomach. even with a shirt like that, right? even with the polo that has two, three buttons, there's too far. Okay, well, hold on. I'm getting into the third button now. Let me open up the third button. And then there we go. That's, that's too much. That's three buttons. I do that with my button ups, like my short sleeve button ups. Like, but you're wearing t-shirt. a t-shirt underneath of it. No, I'm sorry. No, it's like I have a, a denim one. It buttons up from the bottom all okay. the way up to the top. Right. Yeah, and I'll I'll bring three one, down and show two, off the, three. Yeah, and three. I'll show off the chest hair. Yeah. Does anybody? Let's be honest, ladies. Be honest and and text us if you will. Anytime you're hearing this, you can text us. We get your texts. Is there anything sexy about a big old carpet of chest hair? See, True. that depends on the lady you're asking. Yeah. Some people love it, some people That's don't. That's what I'm asking. I thought the days of like, it seems very porny to me, very 70s porny that you <laughs> have. The ne- you, got, you see, you wear gold necklaces. I don't wear any necklaces. Gold necklaces laying in chat, like something. Mm. Is there a uh, pendant at the bottom of that? There is. Okay. I'm going to ask you to pull down your shirt, which is just a crew neck type t-shirt right now. Pull it down. Oh, see, that is so porny. Oh, my God. <laughs> bow, chicka, bow, wow. And it's not even you just one neck- Hold on, you're wearing two necklaces. Yeah. And they both have something at the end of them, and they're different lengths, so they both sit in a freaking forest yeah. of chest hair. Now, you used to wear, <laughs> didn't you used to wear just like a chain? For a very short yeah. amount of time. You used to wear a chain neck, a bracelet. Sometimes you still wear it. It's like a... I never... You haven't seen me wear a chain bracelet... Now, I wear something that has a, it's a motorcycle yeah. chain, but not a, yeah, that's not what a, I mean. Not a Florentine. No, or it was, no. It's I haven't like worn a, anything decoratively jewelry type in uh, like that in, in no. years. I wear a ring and a watch. Yeah, and that's it. but I remember when you used but to wear like a that motorcycle. There's something chain, about the chest hair, and I'm not telling you you have to shave chest hair, but like I'll like I'm surprised I'm not wearing a, t- a shirt under this but I did it for the example today mm-hmm, I knew we were going to mm-hmm. talk about this so I did this for the example so that third button is too much even on a pullover like a polo style pullover mm-hmm. and three buttons is way too much on a full button down shirt so yeah I think <laughs> but so. you're trying to show off the so you're trying to show off the chest hair you're trying to show off the, the medallions or whatever there the gold cha- the gold chains and that you've started cropping back your beard, but at a time when you were wearing that long beard, yeah, I know. And that, no, it would look. I mean, wh- I'm not trying to offend you, but no, dude, that was so. That's like an outdated kind of a. It would look a lot worse if I just had the mustache. Yeah, yeah, that would look a lot worse. I you have know, to agree you know, with that. Um, but I'm just not. I'm not a chest hair person. But there are some women who love the chest hair. Speaking of uh, the mustache, you know, Will Meyer. Oh, I know. Have you seen his lately? If, uh, <laughs> if anybody listened to the show has listened to the, throughout the entirety of the show, Will Meyer was our producer before Alex O, who's in that very looks like a very loving relationship. Looks oh, like yeah. it's a nice relationship, but but he's with a woman who must not mind the porn the stash. Fact that, <laughs> the, yes, the porn stash. It's it's a full on pornographic mustache. And I don't know if it's being ironic. I don't know. Maybe she likes it. It's just you've got to look up Will Myers. 
um, social media, for those of you thinking that's still one name, because I say it is one name, Will Meyer. It's Will Meyer. If you want to look him up on social, it's hysterical. It's I bigger love him. than his face. Love him, love him, love him, miss him every day, but still. I love him too, um, but it's big. And he's, see, I think, I think he's a multi-button down his chest too kind of guy, right? I don't think he is, is he? When he's surging in confidence, when he's in a relationship... He's a ne- little egotistical bastard. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he <laughs> is. He, we love him. We love him. We do but, love but when him. He, when he when he's in love, yeah. See the relationship before this one, he was never quite sure. This is why he's fifty two years old now and not married. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like thirty one, thirty two. I don't know. He's somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, that one. He's been in a couple of bad relationships that he had while we knew him. Yeah. Here on the show, but I think he's in a good one now. But when he's in a good one. Or he's in the first blushes of being in love. He is confident and to the point where yeah. you want to smack the shit out of him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he gets just, a little cocky. Oh, he gets cocky. And now he must have that I'm in love cockiness because he's growing that damn porn stash. Uh-huh. I mean, it looks horrible. He's going to need a weed eater or something to cut it back. I mean, it's big. <laughs> buttons. Two buttons. That's it. No matter what the shirt. Chest so you hair. So you would never wear three on that? No, because it just I looks, think it's too much. But you cut your chest hair back too now. You're saying it like you have some intimate knowledge of the way I do with my chest hair. Well, because you know I can't that I have never in my out. life since I've had chest hair that I don't run the clipper through it about once a month. Mm. Don't make it sound like you've just discovered or you have some intimate knowledge of the way in which I well, deal I'm not with trying my to make it sound like that. I yes, because I don't want it growing up my throat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a hairy man, as you can mm-hmm. see by the density of this beard. I, mm-hmm. I grow hair. Yeah. Okay? Well, it starts to creep up my throat a little bit. If it gets to, into this little, what's the little hole right there called? That I don't know. sexy hole trachea. right Trachea? Well, I mean, the hole is called something else. No. A trachea is the hole you put in it, isn't it? No, like the trachea is an actual part of your oh, body. Oh, is it? A tracheotomy is oh, when you cut a hole in your throat of. to breathe. But there's a the little hole right below your Adam's apple. <laughs> Supposedly women find this part sexy or something. But I don't want it growing into there. So yes, I will mm-hmm. trim it out once a month. I will trim back my arm hair. Oh, I didn't I, know that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll even take it down to nothing. You don't but you don't notice anything. So I'm not surprised you haven't noticed it at all. You haven't even noticed I'm not wearing any pants. So there you have it. <laughs> you are wearing pants. They're light colored pants because they match the shoes that you're wearing. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.